Today on Locked on Buckeyes, we discuss what Ohio State's defense needs to do for the Buckeyes to beat the Wolverines on Saturday. And we touch on one of Ryan Day's keys to victory. You are Locked on Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeyes fans? Welcome back to an episode of Locked on Buckeyes for the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Wednesday, November 22nd in the year 2023. And today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Price Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. During today's episode, we will discuss Ohio State's versatility on defense and how it might be utilized on Saturday against Michigan. And we touch on one of Ryan Day's keys to victory. But first, this game, it's a battle for four quarters. Am I going to overtime? I don't think it will. I don't think it needs to. This is based on my summary and how I think the game is going to end. But no matter how the game ends, that what happens in the four quarters on the field, there are things that Ohio State needs to do on defense to win this game. Yes, there are things that at the linebacker position, uh, at the secondary position, we'll touch on those later in the show. Definitely up front, D-tackle, D-ends as well. Definitely things that everybody on the field needs to do to win. Corner, different than D-tackle. D-end, different than safety. You understand what we're going here. But it all starts up front. You don't win this game without winning the battle up front. Now, numerically and statistically, I understand there's a a belief and um, there's a truth that the team that wins the rushing battle, the running game battle, generally wins this game, which is true. Like, that's a big part of you winning the battle in the trenches. That's running the ball. But here's the thing with Ohio State. They've been able to stop just just stop everybody um, on defense this year. Now there was the one game that seems like an oddball is the Rutgers game because you know Gavin Wimsett, you know Kyle Manunga, you know what that two headed monster can do. But even going into that game, I don't think many people believed they would have the success that they had running the ball against Ohio State's defense. That's true. That's real. What's also real is Ohio State has the guys up front to stop Michigan from slow Michigan down from running the ball. I'm not going to say stop. That's a big, big, big statement. But to slow those guys down, especially with the healthy Mike callback, you got Tyleek Williams, you got Ty Hamilton. If you want to run four D tackles, Hero Canoe is definitely in there as well. Jack Sawyer playing the best ball of his Buckeye career, as well as JT Tomalowo is playing the best Buckeye football of his career as well, you're going to have a healthy Tommy Eichenberg back. He was healthy a week ago. Just Ryan Day said, no, you can't play today. Uh, You steal Chambers. I'm going to be watching to see how they utilize Cody Simon. Because if they run out here and say, Cody, you're going to play a whole lot more, maybe play the most snaps you've ever played, is that a recipe for defensive success? Or does Michigan have a way to overcome what the Buckeyes do when Simon's on the field? 
It's definitely a chess match. Definitely a game of, oh, we're going to try this. Oh, it doesn't work. Let's try this. Let's try that, depending on which way the teams go at that time. But definitely, absolutely, this is one of those games that you have to win the battle up front. And when it comes to winning the battle up front, I believe they can. I think you believe they can. I definitely believe they can. I believe they can win that battle. And it all starts with somewhat of a will, but also looking back at how Michigan has played over the past few weeks. Yeah, they had the game against uh, against um, Penn State where they ran the ball 46 times for 227 rushing yards, 4.9 yards a pop, and three touchdowns. But when you look at it, 120 rushing yards against Michigan State, ran the ball 34 times, three and a half yards a pop. It's not really what you would expect. Uh, against Indiana, Michigan, um, this is on October the 14th. Michigan ran the ball 42 times, 163 rushing yards, 3.9 yards a pop. Now the, the numbers, the carries in the game is up. Over You're rushing for over 150 yards, but you're not averaging five yards a pop, a carry against Indiana's bad football team. You won the game 52-7, to seven, so good, good on you, Michigan, for doing that. But that's a little bit odd to me that they only had 3.9 yards a pop. Michigan State only had the Buckeye, I mean, the Wolverines only had 3.5 yards a pop. Against Purdue, Michigan only had 2.2 yards per carry. Against Maryland a week ago, 45 rushes, only 150 rushing yards, 3.3 yards per carry. Now, early in the year, when you're playing, um, uh, Nevada, uh, UNLV, never really seen their name uh, typed out like it is on my computer right now. UNLV with 5.4 yards a pop, and then Bowling Green State the following week, 5.5 yards a pop. Okay, cool. Rutgers, five yards a carry, over 200 rushing yards, 40 rushes. That's what you're supposed to do if you're a team that's supposed to, that plans on running the ball like Rutgers, uh, like, like Michigan wants to. But Nebraska, 249. But the yards per carry have been dropping. Last time they had over five yards a carry, really over four yards a carry, was against Minnesota. Then it's 3.9, 3.5, 3.2, against Penn State, but 3.3. So this thing here about Michigan and them wanting to run the ball and Ohio State needing to slow down their run game, I believe they can do it. And if Michigan's going to want to run the ball, 51 times like they did against Nebraska or 42 times like they did against Indiana or 46 times like they did against Penn State or 45 times like they did against Maryland, that might play into Ohio State's game plan because Ohio State's really good at stopping the run. It all starts with the guys up front. And it's not just the guys up front stopping the run, but it's also getting to J.J. McCarthy. And by the numbers, McCarthy has not been the same quarterback that he was early in the season. He has not thrown a touchdown pass over the past three weeks. No touchdown pass against Purdue or against Penn State or against Maryland, against Penn State. He only had eight pass attempts, which is really, really odd. He was seven of eight, um, 60 um, passing yards, nothing, nothing crazy or amazing. Only 141 passing yards a week ago, 52% completion percentage um, against um, other schools. He's actually been pretty okay. Over 300 passing yards against Purdue, over 250 against uh, Michigan State, over 200 against Indiana and Minnesota. 
but he's not really a guy that's going to be out here just like slinging a rock all around the yard and making you look silly, which is why if you get Tui Maloa and Sawyer and others, Sonny Styles blitzing, if you get pressure on McCarthy, that might be another game plan for Ohio State's defense to be successful in this game. They got to get pressure. They have to. Like, you can't just sit back and just let and rush three or rush four. I don't think that can happen. I do think what they will do is bring pressure, calculated blitzes, but also when you got Mike Callback and Tyler Williams together, whoo, 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 it's a nightmare for the opposing offensive line. And I cannot wait to see what that dynamic duo does Saturday in the game against the Michigan Wolverines. We have seen this year, Ohio State have a little versatility on defense, and I think the versatility might be on full display Saturday. Where am I going with this? We'll discuss that next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Price Picks. Price Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Price Fix is the most fun I've had, winning up to 25 times my money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. Quick with the draws, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Price Picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Thank you for making Locked on Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. At the end of this show, head over to the Locked on Sports Today podcast to get all the sports news you need in 20 minutes every single day. Locked on Sports Today and Locked on Buckeyes, they're a part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. So one thing we knew with Jim Knowles and the versatility that he wants to bring to a defense is that it generally starts up front on the defensive line. And I remember last year, before Jim Knowles' first year, talking about the variations and the wrinkles and some of the things that might be staples in Jim Knowles' defense. And I didn't really talk about the adjusting and the adjustments that Jim Knowles has made from his time coming to Columbus in his time right now in year two as Ohio State's defensive coordinator. Well, I remember we first started the conversation to try to dissect and dive into Jim Knowles, the defensive coordinator. Hey, you got that guy, the Jack position. Oh, everybody was diving into it. Everybody tackled it. The Jack is this. The Jack is that. And I simply came out here and said, you're basically running a 3-3-5. People said, wait, whoa, 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 3-3-5, what do you mean? Well, you got five DBs. You got two backers automatically. You're basically transforming a guy who might play D-end, could play a linebacker, and say, hey, you're going to move around a little bit. You might be off the line. You might be standing up in the A-gap. You might be standing up on the outside at our defensive end position. But you're basically running a 3-3-5 because that guy that's a jack, you don't know what he's going to do. And that's kind of what we started to see a little bit. But then Jim Knowles even discussed and said, hey, Sometimes you just got to do what the guys that are already at the school that are currently at the school already are good at. 
And so we see ja- uh, 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 Jack Sawyer, almost said Jack Kaiser, <laughs> forgive me. Uh, 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 he's an older name player. Um, uh, Jack Sawyer, there we go. Um, now playing his true position of defensive end. Why? Because Jim Knowles realized I may have been playing this talented player outside of position, so I need to put him in his right spot so he can be successful. And this is where this thought comes into. Jim Knowles is adjusting and showing, hey, I'm going to adapt to what the players are good at, which is a mark of a good coach. A mark of a good coach is easily to do what the guys in front of you are good at. Recently had the opportunity to interview a uh, high school basketball coach um, who's a new varsity coach at the school he's currently at. And he said, hey, man, I really don't have a system. I don't. I I, I just I, I have a, an idea. I have a thought, but I don't really have a system that I coach. It's kind of doing what your guys are best at. And that's what Jim Knowles is doing this year. And now the versatility goes a little bit further. You're not so much seeing the versatility at the front of the defense on the defensive line. You're seeing the versatility <coughs> at the second level at linebacker and at the third level at corner slash safety. Now, one of them is happening more so than we thought due to an injury to Lathan Ransom. Lathan Ransom's injured, and comes more of Jordan Hancock. And it's like, wait, are, do you trust Sonny Styles to be a deep safety along with Josh Proctor or maybe Malik Hartsford or Jahad Carter if, need, if he needs to be? Yeah, you do. Why? One, Sonny can do it. But two, Jordan Hancock is showing you he can be a nickel corner cover safety whichever one you want to call it, because he is not afraid to stick his nose down there in the box and to stop the run over and over and over and over and over again. In comes Cody Simon. Now, last week without I convert, you see, you see, you saw more of Cody Simon. Um, this year, I we saw a lot more of Cody Simon than I thought we would see at any point in time. And so when I think about what's to come, over the next few days leading into the game, I wonder if Jim Knowles, Larry Johnson, the other defensive coaches are putting their minds together and saying, how can we use Jordan Hancock, Cody Simon, Tommy Eichenberg, Steel Chambers in this game? Is it a 4-3 that we're running? Is it a 4-2-5 that we're running? Do you bring Sonny down to the nickel corner spot and bring in Malik Harford or Jihad Carter to have a different look out there? I mean, there's so many variations that Ohio State's defense that we might see this weekend because it's so versatile that I'm really curious if they're getting a hint and a sign, not stealing signs, but if they get a view and a sign that Michigan is, well, coming out there in a heavy set over and over and over, and it's better for them to run a 4-3 with Simon, Chambers, and Eichenberg and take Hancock off the field. That's great. Why? Because you got two safeties. Sometimes Proctor's a little over, uh, over aggressive, but you got two safeties that could defend back deep and also can defend the run for being 15 to 20 yards off the line of scrimmage. You can do that. That can happen. Now, 15 to 20 yards is pretty far, but they're really good at reading and then reacting what they read. And maybe the pre-snap read is not what happens post-snap, which is why they read, oh, I'm wrong, quickly react 
to what they see. So I'm curious to see what Ryan Day, Jim Knowles, and the other defensive coaches, I say Ryan Day because he is the head coach, and he's definitely he definitely has input to what goes on in that defensive, on the defensive side of the ball, because he needs to. I really wonder if we're going to see more of a 4-3 look at times or maybe a 4-2-5 with Sonny Styles at the nickel. So it's still a variation of a 4-3. It's just your outside backer on one side is that a little bit further covering and over the slot. There's so many variations and wrinkles that Ryan Day and Jim Knowles can throw on the defensive side of the ball. It might be something that the Michigan offensive coaches and players might not be able to handle. Also, little last thing here. I understand this is not Sharon Moore's first time being an acting head coach while Jim Harbaugh is serving a suspension. Harbaugh was suspended for the first three games of the year, and he's going to be suspended in abnormal suspension, a sideline ban, basically, during the last three regular season games of the year. I wonder how much, and I understand, hey, you're – Michigan's at home, fans are going to be wild, loud, and crazy, 110,000 people strong. I understand that. I get all the ins and outs. But will the pressure be too much for Sharon Moore? You might want to say no. You might say yes. No matter what your answer is, why do you think that? And I'm not going to sit up here and say yes or no. I, I am not. The one thing I will say is this. Sometimes, even in your home, the lights are too bright, stage is too big, and you kind of shrink under pressure. I have seen coaches coaching games, big, big games, biggest games of the year, and they fall and break under pressure. And I have seen, I have heard players, been on the sidelines for some of these games, maybe not playing, but covering them, or just maybe being a fan that has some extra special treatment during that day. And I have seen player. Oh man, coach, what <laughs> did, did so and so coach? It just can't handle it, man. The biggest games they kind of fold, and I wonder because this is a realistic thought. I wonder if the lights and the stage will be too bright for Sharon Moore. I don't know. It's just a thought, something for us to ponder on a Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, a few days prior. To the day, the Buckeyes and Wolverines battle it out in 2023. One thing Ryan Day recently discussed were keys to victory. And one of them popped out to me because it makes a whole lot of sense. What is it? I'll tell you that next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's free and easy to create a job post. On LinkedIn Jobs, once you create your job post, add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com. 
slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. If you'd like to continue this conversation about Ohio State, Michigan, outside of the space of this podcast, head to joinsubtext.com slash locked on Buckeyes. It's our text service. Get news updates and analysis sent right to your phone via text on a daily basis. It's two weeks. The first two weeks are free. After that, it's $4.99 per month if you'd like to stay. And this is another way for us to communicate and to engage and to grow the Locked On Guys community. So Ryan Day sounds like my kind of coach. I recently read um, and listened to some of the things he said during his weekly radio show. And Ryan Day happened to touch on some keys to victory. Hey, we all got them. I mean, we're kind of going through a week's worth of keys to victory right now. We touched, about, touched on Ryan Day Monday on yesterday's show. Touched on Kyle McCord, Marvin Harrison Jr., the offensive line, Travion Henderson. Today's all about the defense. I mean, keys to victory are a big part of what you do to try to figure out how you can win the game. And so Ryan Day is touching on his keys to victory, and I'm listening and thinking, and okay, that's cool. Okay, that's cool. But Ryan Day said something, and I think over the past few weeks, he has worked on this very thought. Got to be able to run the ball. And it reminds me of something that Ohio State did back in the 2019 season. Yeah, there were some times that Master Teague and uh, uh, J.K. Dobbins were splitting carries and Dobbins had more. I think Dobbins had 2,000 yards that year. Like, it was something stupid, some some wild, crazy, um, uh, insane number. Um, but there was a time that they were splitting carries or um, it was a two-back system. And then all of a sudden, in big games, what happened? It's a one-back It's a one back system now. It's a one-back. Hey, J.K. Dobbins is the guy. It was clear. Hey, he was clear. Head and shoulders over the other running backs on that team. It's clear. Let's ride with him. And I think over the past few weeks, especially when Henderson came back healthy and we saw how Henderson was uh, over the past few weeks when he's a healthy Henderson in year three, I think Ryan Day is showing us. I think he showed us on purpose, not really on purpose, but trying to get Henderson just really to get his feet under him and um, withstand and endure some hits. Why? Because down the stretch, you know what's going to happen? Travion Henderson might be the featured back once again for Ohio State because he's the guy. Mayans hurt. Trip is not trip. Chip. Wow. Words today. Oh, man. <laughs> Must be the holiday that's getting inside of me knowing Thanksgiving's right around the corner and uh, just thinking about lounging out, watching football, spending time with my wife, a little bit more time than normal because, well, ain't nobody working on Thanksgiving. Although there will be a show coming out tomorrow. So if you want to get more Buckeye news, uh, I understand you'll be with family and friends. If you want to put the show on the YouTube and up on the TV, so be it. I appreciate it. If not, you want to listen to it um, in the car as you drive out of town to spend time with your family and friends, so be it. I understand. If not, I get it as well. You can just double dip on Friday. But I think Ryan Day is setting us up, and he's really been setting Henderson up for a game like this. We're going to need, Ryan Day thinking now speaking, we're going to need to run the ball. You have to. Now, numerically, well, excuse me, statistically, you might be looking at the stats and say, whoa, 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 whoa. Michigan only gives up 90 points, fewer rushing yards per game. 
You want us to run up against that defense? Yes. Why? It's the only way to get the defense off balance. It's the only way to get the defense off from trying to be the aggressor to now you being the, the people that are dictating the pace, dictating the tempo. That's an easy way to make that happen. Also, I also wonder if this is one of those games that Henderson has been waiting for. Not the game against Michigan. Him to be healthy, 100% healthy in a big game like this in this season because I believe in 2021 he was banged up last year he didn't play in the game so now all of a sudden you're saying whoa so the first time you're really fully healthy against Michigan is now in year three when you're coming off and playing some of the best ball you've ever played at Ohio State I think Ryan Day knows that and I also think Ryan Day fully understands the task at hand and understands just elementary level football if you want to win the game, a game like this, you have to be able to run the ball. Do you trust Travion Henderson? I do. If you do, why do you? Leave a comment in the YouTube comment section on this video. If you don't trust him, do the same thing. Leave a comment in the YouTube comment section on this video. Or leave a five-star review and leave your response there on Apple or Spotify or any podcast platform that allows you to leave a review and a comment on that form platform. Do it because I want to hear from you. I believe in Henderson because my eyes have told me he is ready for a game like this. I also believe the offensive line is ready for a game like this. It's a lot on the line. It's a lot riding on the uh, the blocks of Simmons and Fryer and Hensman and the other uh, Jackson and Jones and um, uh, Stover and uh, G. Scott Jr. and the others and Chip Trainum. Why? Because you got to be able to run the ball to win this game. Out here on a Wednesday. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. We will be back together tomorrow to discuss more Buckeye football before the game between the Buckeyes and the Wolverines Saturday afternoon in the Big House. Out of here on a Wednesday, Buckeye fans. I'll see you next time.